Hey, Ket. Hey, Andrew. Uh. Uh. Hmm. Hold on, <laughs> give, give me one second. I was like, great. I, I thought you had this start of the episode nailed down because I had nothing. <laughs> and... Well, I thought I did too, but my internet is being slow. Or, well, I guess not my internet because I'm talking to you just fine. But, okay, here we go. Here we go. Um, <clears throat> hold What the heck? All right, so I'm on a page. The title of this article is 24 Hilarious New Year's Jokes to Start Off 2020 with the Best Laugh. I wanted to start the episode with one. Okay. But I cannot, I cannot find the jokes on this page. Maybe that's the joke. Uh, maybe they have an advertisement <laughs> all right like a little blurb saying like oh you should tell these jokes at your parties and then a bunch of other articles i can read and nothing else is this a good housekeeping article it is oh you have to scroll through the image gallery it's an image gallery <laughs> why these are all bad jokes anyway hmm. yeah, the, 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 these are dad jokes of the highest form yeah okay here we go hey kit hey andrew you know, the year 2020 is going to be filled with so many puns about perfect vision. And personally, I can't wait to see them all. You can uh, see jokes. Ah, you got the joke. It's that I can see jokes. <laughs> I'm a superhuman. I, I'm, you I joined hear the with X-Men. your eyes? I hear with my eyes. I see with my nose. I taste with my ears. I feel with my esophagus. Um, can we go back to the tens? I'm not ready for this new decade. <laughs> like, like in the Middle Ages? Like, no. 1024 and stuff? No, just like the 2010s, you know, where people saw with their eyes and heard with their ears, like they're doing right now with this podcast. That's true, except me. Are we, pl- we going to start plugging in our uh, earbuds into our eyes? Are we going to start calling them <laughs> iBuds? iBuds. iPods. I- oh, God. I- <laughs> Oh, man. That's what it means. We've come full circle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today we have a very special episode. That's right. Uh, this is Friday, January 3rd, 2020. And if you want, you can discuss the show on the Reddit. The Reddit. Which, which is on Reddit. Yep. Yep, <laughs> that's it. Uh, um, yeah, if you type that in, you'll get a Google search. It'll be fine. Yeah, just type in Reddit and start talking about the show on the first thing that comes up, and I'm sure it'll go fine. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, our logo, still, even in this year, was designed by Sarah Co- uh, Olson. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, when you say it, even in this year, you have to be correct. Come on. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I guess it is different from the start of last year, huh? That is true. So before we get today's today's episode, the main event, which is the LBs, we have to do some follow-up, as always. First of all, I want to give a big shout-out to Phil Yu, uh, who I asked him if he could create a list of the top, or of all the 3x3s released this past year for the LBs, and he sent me a list, and then I was like, oh, great, thanks. And then he was like, yeah, I just went to my own website and like filtered it by date and went back until the end of 2019 which i could have done myself so i just made phil you do some extra work which i'm sure he did not need to do wait wait wait! Uh, you can you can filter cubes by date on the cubicle yeah you can just like what? by release date most recently added or something no 
I mean, you can sort yeah. by date, I guess. Right, right, yeah. Okay. Which is all you need to do. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, because then you just have to hunt for the one that was the first of 2019. I, I was thinking that you could, like, type in, like, a date range and see, like, oh, no, all the puzzles. Oh, that would be cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you could limit yourselves to, like, a certain date range and then sort by price or something. I'd, like, Ooh, you know? interesting. That's That's what I thought you were able to do, but, yeah, I guess this is also cool. No, it was just like the really simple thing that you can do that I should have thought of myself before <laughs> bothering him with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but feels cool. Uh, so he 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 wouldn't he wouldn't try to tell you to do it yourself. <laughs> yeah, unless it were really that dumb. <laughs> Which honestly, given how dumb this is, you'd have to come up with something pretty dumb. Yeah, pretty dumb. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> We also have a few world records to talk about, and a note on these is that these records happened in 2019, but after I made the Google form for the LBs, so it would be unfair to like put them in later, because by then a lot of people have already voted. So we're going to include these world records in the LBs 2020, assuming we do it again. But let's get right into them. We'll try to make this quick so we can get to the main event. That's right. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Jack Kai, three blind me. That happened. That and then did. it was beaten later by <laughs> Jeff Park. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, and uh, Jack Kai's was also, I believe, beat. Like, it beat the current record by .01. Yeah. Uh, and one of the... Okay, so one of the interesting things about it, too, I commented on his video, because I, th- um, I I don't remember the exact times of the meme, but the first one was bad, and mm-hmm. the last two were very good. And um, if you watch his world record mean on his first attempt, there's a point where it looks like he almost just gave up on solve one because the time was so bad. Oh, really? Like, yeah, he was sitting there for quite a while and just couldn't remember his next letters. And it looked like he was literally just about to give up on the solve. And then as he did it, he remembered what it was there and then did it and finished it. Wow. Um. Which I I don't know. That's I noticed it, and I asked him in the comments if that was what happened, or if it was just like a weird twitch he did when recalling or something like that. Um, but he looked like he had the motions of he was about to give up, but then t- decided no, I need to. I remember now. Um, I don't know. I just I find that really interesting, especially considering that he beat it by point oh one. I don't know. It's like the, you, that that whole incident could have delayed him. You know, the idea of like I'm just gonna give up. Wait, I remember. Like, <laughs> could have <Yeah>. um, <laughs> delayed him maybe just a little more, and he wouldn't have had a world record. And of course, if he did give up, he wouldn't have had a world record mean at all. So, thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, uh, I didn't see much about the Jeff Park one though. I will say so. I don't have much to say about that. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's talk about uh, Max Park 4x4 average. Was I there? Hold on. Was I at this competition? I remember something happening. Well, you were the uh, one who said that he, you said, like, watch out a few episodes ago. He's he's practicing 4x4. I did. Yeah, I knew, I knew he was getting good. And sure enough, he comes out with a new 4x4 world record mean, or mm-hmm. average, I mean. guess, 4x4 <laughs> is not a, not a mean event. What is this, 2006? <laughs> um. Yeah, let's see. Was I? I want to see if I was at this competition. It was. It was Basque. Oh, okay. No, I wasn't. I was at something else where he got like a really low twenty-one. I think four by four. Did he? He probably did. I remember him doing something with four by four. Might have been <laughs> after the world record. Might have been before. Who knows? Time doesn't exist. Nope. But yeah, I did call that. So my prediction of him 
doing good at 4x4 came true. Perfect. Yes, it was Grossmont Fall 2019 where he got a 21.59 that I was remembering, so not quite world uh, record at that time. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, next up is Vincenzo Garino Ciccini, which I have no idea if I'm saying that right, but I'm guessing, uh, with a square <laughs> one world record average of 6.54 seconds, which is aesthetic. That's super impressive. It's also aesthetically pleasing because it counts down. What is it? 654? 654, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so That was also that was a 3x3 three three world record at one point. I think world record average or single? Yeah, world record average. Yeah, it I, went from 654 yeah, yeah. to 645. Yes, I remember that. I totally remember that. Yeah, because the digits just switched. Yep. That was yep. like around 2013 <laughs> or 14 or so. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, it's I'm, really interesting, I think, to compare Squan with 3x3. Three three. I was just going to say, I don't, I don't know where they're going to end up, like if Squan's eventually going to be pushed below 3x3. Three three. Yeah, well, what's really interesting, do you um, watch Carrie uh, Wong's um, YouTube channel for cubing? Yeah. Yeah, the, with all like the history of videos. Yeah, did he do one for Square One? He just did one recently. Okay, I might and, not have seen that one. Gotcha. Yeah, it's his newest one. He, he hasn't done one in a while. But uh, what was really interesting about that, um, of course, was the introduction of the Chi Square One in 2015 and just how static the leaderboard was for like the five years before it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then as soon as that thing released, it was just the floodgates open. Yeah, I remember that because there are a couple of people in SoCal who had like a chance to get a world record or North American record. I think Michael Young got a North American record at one point. Yeah. And but then all of a sudden it just like went way past them. Right. And one thing that was interesting to me was that um, Bing Liang Lee held the square one record for an uns insane amount of time. Like he was the square one world record holder, I think, from 2011 to 2015. Mm. And his average that he got, which was like a low 10, either a low, like, I mean, I think he started at low 11, but eventually I think it put, it got down to like a 10 something and then stuck there. Oh, it was really interesting about that to me is that uh, at that time, the three by three world record average was not far off. Oh, really? I mean, it, I mean, it was, I'm saying relatively close. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't super close, but it was definitely in the ballpark. And then basically three by three just took off and ran away from square one until the chi and then it kind of caught up a bit yeah like if you think about if the chi chi had been released back then i bet the squan world record would have been lower than three by three yeah what i'm thinking is i want to know what bing liang lee like in a, what bing liang lee in his prime would have averaged with a with a modern square one yeah uh because he, he kind of stopped competing, at, or at the very least stopped competing uh, seriously when uh, Square One, or no, I'm sorry, when uh, kind of right before the Square One uh, new ones came out. So, mm -hmm. and yeah, I'm just looking up his profile now. And his his most recent competition was in 2016. Mm. Um, so that might have been his only competition with a good Square One, assuming he bought one. But I don't know. I think it'd be really interesting um, to know how good he would have been in his prime if he had good hardware. Yeah, you should definitely watch Carrie's video, though. It was um, it because that, that's what uh, alerted me to that too, and it, what triggered my memory when you t compared it to three by three because they had the little comparison markers for what world record three by three single and average was at the time, and it was interesting to see like how much they ebbed and flowed based on hardware. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> cool. So we also had um, Stanley Chapel doing, you know, a few things, like some minor improvements to four blind and five blind, like he always does. Yeah. So I think uh, Forevermore, December uh, 15th, was it? I can't, it, I know it was that weekend, but I think their comp was on a Sunday. Yeah. December 15th, from here on out, will be known as Stanley Chapel Day, the day where. <laughs> uh, <laughs> four blind and five blind uh he rightfully took control of all four of the world records yeah and in case you didn't catch my slight sarcasm there these were not just incremental improvements like he's been doing yeah i mean four by four a little bit incremental i think uh four blind i should say Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let's see what was it before it was but five, five blind was an enormous jump yeah well i mean this was uh, Stanley's second ever five blind meme. Yeah, uh, and it was very good, uh, to say the least. <laughs> um, each so each individual attempt was a world record single. Yep, uh, and not like out. Not you didn't have even have to reorder it. It was they got better and better, and all three were under the current world record single. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> the funniest thing to me was uh, if you have you watched the video. I've not. Should okay. I go watch it now? I, I feel like I should go watch these things. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you all these things I watch, and Andrew, you're like, ah, uh, what's a I've video? Been, I've been I've been back on break. I haven't had time to like sit down and watch these things. I've been oh, I've been games on with break. My family and stuff. I haven't had the time to do anything yeah, while I'm on break. No, it's true. When I'm not on break, <laughs> I just sit around at home and watch YouTube videos. When I'm on break, I like play board games with my family. What a life. Um, <laughs> so. Um, so if you're familiar with Stanley's world world record videos, he almost never reacts to anything because he's never impressed by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was the first, the, his five blind video was the first time I think I've ever, anyone's ever seen him be impressed at his own results. The, the five blind single, you said? The five blind single and mean, mean especially. All right, I'm watching it now. <laughs> I'm not going to watch the whole thing. I'm going to skip to the end. <laughs> Looks like there's still some room for improvement. Yeah, the single, I think, has a lot of room for improvement. That mean is going to stay for a while, though. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think Stanley thought the, that the single was, like, crazy good. It was definitely good. Yeah, he got very excited about it. <laughs> yeah, but I think his excitement was more because of how good the mean is with that single. Mm-hmm. Um, less so because that single was particularly good. So, I don't know. Um, he was also pretty stoked about his uh, four blind. I'm not, he wasn't like visibly excited mm-hmm. about the four blind records, but he was also not like rolling eyes in the video or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so, de- definitely not a bad record. I'm not sure how much of it was that uh, he was, you know, just psyched by the five blind world records already. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think. He got he did five blind before four blind that day. They all happened at the same time. But I seem to remember the progression of when the news broke through was five blind then four blind. But I could be wrong on that because I was also um, my mom was in town that day, so I didn't really uh, pay attention to anything cubing related. <laughs> uh, so um, I could be misremembering too. But either way. Um, Weird to see Stanley happy about things, uh, especially when 
uh, you know, he came into our comment section last episode to uh, correct my... Uh, oh, me- yeah, I saw that. Yeah, because I, I, I pl- laid some shade on his records last episode to say that he had bad five blind times, mm-hmm. especially with his means, and then... He came back to correct me to say that my that those three times in his first world record five blind mean were dreadful. So yeah, they weren't just bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, apparently I'm understating how bad his times are. So um, I think now they're pretty good though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I think I can overstate how good they are, and I think it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that th- those world records will definitely be in contention next year for the LBs, assuming we do it again. And the world is still here. 100% Five Blind Meme would have been my pick if um, it had come before the poll was released. All right, let's see. Who else? We got Juan Pablo Hunky with another um, Mega Mink single. Yep. Uh, and then a couple of interesting feet world records. We're yes. going to save the whole feet discussion a little bit for next episode because we already have so much to talk about on this one. So we're probably going to save most of the feet discussion for next episode. But we'll mention these world records. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's it, it needs more of a discussion, and we're not even timely at this point anyways in talking yeah. about it. So we'll give it a proper discussion next time. Um, so we had Lim Hung with a feet average, and Muhammad Ayman Kohli with a feet single world record. Uh, it's, it's funny. I think Daniel Roselveen, like in, uh, on Facebook, in some Facebook group, made a comment about, wait, can we keep feet now that I have competition? <laughs> That's a good, really good point. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Oh, of, it's interesting. Like, I like. I don't think like he didn't try to say that. Like, wait, I want to get my world records back. Like, I wanted to be the forever world record holder, sort of thing. It was mm-hmm. more like a wow. I was so bored with this event because nobody was, you know, even close to me for so long. Yeah, he's now and like, now... wait, I have competition now. This would be fun <laughs> if we kept it. He did get a chance to 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 get his records back. Uh, he went to. A competition that had three rounds of feet, and that was it, on December 31st, and did not break either of the records back. Mm. So those are the permanent feet world records, at least as far as we know, which I don't think anyone would have predicted that Daniel Roselvine would have lost both of his feet world records by the end of the year. I should have made that my bad prediction. Jeez. (laughs) Those both really came out of nowhere, though. They totally did, yeah. I mean... Uh, Lim Hung didn't really come out of nowhere. He's been very good at feet and slowly has been catching up to Daniel uh, over time. Mm-hmm. It just, I don't think we knew that, I don't think anyone knew he was quite on his level, like, so mm-hmm. soon. Um, but with it being removed, I could imagine that putting the impetus on people to, you know, if you've been practicing feet, you better start practicing like crazy now to get your best solves in and then watch it go and then practice other things. Yeah. Um, so that might have had something to do with like the reason why these came out of nowhere is that there were people who were seriously practicing feet out there, and you know when when you have a time frame to get your results in, like you don't want to throw away all the practice you've done so far. Rather than quit forever, you know, go all in for the next few months and then quit. Yeah. Yep. Those pe- the, the people who are that close to getting records are just too far too committed to you know to cut their losses and just stop practicing so that probably is why that happened but um man i like i honestly think graham siggins 69 points was a better prediction than daniel Roselvine losing <laughs> both of his feet world records but what do i know i think that's all for follow-up let's get to the part everyone's been waiting for oh yes it's time for the lbs kit don't talk over the music oh sorry 
the music still playing? It's still playing. Is your hand over your heart? Oh, is this the national anthem? It's, it's the Elvis anthem. Oh. No, we haven't. Welcome to the first annual LBs, everybody. I've never felt more patriotic. I'm your host, Andrew Nathanson, <laughs> and this is your other host, Kit Clement. I've always wanted the title of other host. I'm also your judge, and he's your other judge. Uh, you're also the judge, or at least about <laughs> one 192nd of the judge, if you responded to the survey. Um <laughs> So there were 192 divided by three responses. Why is it divided by three? Oh, okay. So a part of a judge, not part of the whole decision. Got it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So everyone's vote accounted for just a little bit more than a 600th of the decision. Correct. Perfect. Which is more that's than what I most, love. most votes, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. <laughs> All right. In case this is your first episode, this is the LBs. This is our awards show that we do every year, and we've always done every year. Don't question it. Um, Except last year. That was an exception. We did it every <laughs> year but last year. We missed one year. Uh, won't happen again. Uh, <laughs> All right. So uh, are we going to start with the best new 3x3? Three three? Um, hmm. I'm trying to think are of the order gonna... here. Um, okay. We're so prepared. Best new 3x3 three three is a good place to start. Okay, let's do it. I think that we should start with the audience pick for all of these, then go through our picks. In case you don't know how this is going to work, the winner will be determined based on whoever wins the majority of the votes, where the audience has one vote, Kit has one vote, and I have one vote. If we disagree, we'll figure it out. Perfect. Uh, I should also mention, too, that um, Andrew and I both made our picks without looking at any of the results first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we are making these without sort of suggestions from other people. These are just our picks. All right. So the first category, the best new three by three puzzle released in 2019, or at least until we released this form in 2019, <laughs> the audience pick. I'm going to go through the top three here. Cause there were three that were serious contenders. Oh, okay. In the third spot from the audience is the Diane Tang Yun with 17.7% really? okay. of the vote. In the second spot, in the second spot, the GAN 356XS oh. with 20.9% of the vote. And in the first spot with 29.7% of the vote is the Moyu Weilong WRM. You know, I think the audience just wanted me to be wrong. <laughs> Oh, wait, I thought that was your prediction. They got, they made you right. You oh, predicted sorry, that the yes. GameCube wouldn't win the audience right. vote. I, right, okay. But, but the thing is, in my mind, bad predictions should be wrong, and <laughs> if they're wrong, they're right, which means if this one's right, then it's wrong. That actually makes perfect sense. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I, I think they just really wanted my bad prediction to be right. But, it's um, entirely possible, but the people have spoken. <laughs> so what was your pick, Andrew? Uh, well, my pick was the Mo Yue Long WRM. 
Yeah, that was my pick as well. All right. <laughs> so we all agree on this one. Um, Unanimously, the best new 3x3 of 2019 is the Mo Yu Weilong WRM. Which is interesting because, like, that cube was so controversial when it was released yeah. in so many ways. I don't know. Like, it, it, the whole ridges thing with the GTS 3 was controversial. And then it became controversial to remove the ridges. They also weakened the magnets from the GTS-3 to this one, and a lot of people didn't like the weak magnets. I will say I prefer the GTS-3 to this cube, but of the cubes released in 2019, this is my favorite. Uh, I definitely prefer the WRM. I hate ridges and I hate strong magnets, <laughs> so I am a huge fan of this cube. Nice. It's probably my main for a long time, but we'll we'll see what gets released in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I can say that this year I probably... It's probably the year I did the fewest, like, hardware upgrades in a long time. Me too. I think I did zero. <laughs> wow. Well, that's not that's not exactly true. I upgraded one of my FMC cubes. <laughs> oh, that's a big deal. The upgrade involved peeling a sticker off of it. Um, mm. <laughs> that was all. <laughs> wow. Wow. Such a big upgrade there. Yeah. It <laughs> was very nice. <laughs> all right. I think it's... That that was a pretty good way to get started with a unanimous vote. Time to move on to the category that I don't have a vote for. Um, okay. This this is related to the fact that I upgraded no hardware this year. Um, <laughs> the best new non three by three WCA puzzle. I decided to abstain from voting here because I have used so few of these. I just Fair haven't enough. been in, into non three by three events like at all. I've tried the other three by threes, just that mm -hmm. I could decide whether or not I wanted to like get one and switch to it or anything. I have right, not right. even tried these puzzles, so I'm not going to vote. Okay. The audience vote, from what I can gather, mm -hmm. is for the Valk 5M. Yeah, see, that was my second choice. Interesting. What was interesting for me is that, you know, hardware has been evolving so fast, uh, especially for, you know, the non-3x3 puzzles, because I think 3x3 puzzles started to stabilize, like, in, you know, hardware upgrades became more personal preference unless this is clearly better. Mm-hmm. Um, but non, some of the non 3 by 3 events are starting to get to that point, too. And I kind of miss the days of, you know, getting a new puzzle and just starting with it and being, like, instantly faster. Mm -hmm. Clearly, undoubtedly faster because of a puzzle. And I tried the Valk 5M, and I didn't... I mean, it felt better than my whatever Moyu 5 by 5 I had. But it didn't feel, to me, like an instantly... I need to purchase this puzzle and spend, you know, 50 plus dollars on a five by five because it's that much better than my current one. Mm -hmm. it, it, I just didn't feel like it was that big of an improvement. Um, the one that I thought was a huge improvement, this and the only puzzle that gave me the feeling of I am instantly better at this event because of the puzzle was the new Volt V2. Okay, interesting. So my vote is for the square one uh, Volt V2M. Hmm. So we have a tie here, and I didn't vote, we so <laughs> we have to decide how to resolve this. We could go to see to second choices. You said your second choice was the Valk 5M. Yeah, that would have been my second choice for sure. Um, the, and I'm not sure what the audience's second choice would be, though. I think the audience's second choice is the Gan Megaminx. Ew gross um, no that thing is let, awful let me look again it's either that <laughs> oh yeah because this was an op uh, this, this was a, a, a an open text oh, it field. might be the spark seven by seven ah uh, spark seven by seven is a good pick too let me see here 
Spark is mentioned four times. Yeah. I think that's the next one. Um, how how overwhelming was the vault? Or not the vault, the, the Volk. um the Volk. Um yeah. the out of a hundred and eight responses, the Volk got let's see. <laughs> it got five. So wow. not particularly overwhelming. Did the Volt get any? The Volt got three, I believe. Three? And okay. The Gan Megaminx got four, I think. Interesting. So really widespread there, which makes sense because it's a very wide range of choices. Yeah, there are so many puzzles to choose from. Right. Um, hmm. I would be more inclined to give it to your vote just because the audience was a relatively small sample size and you are 100% of your own sample size. Yeah. I'm actually okay with actually just giving it to the the Valk because I really, you know, I, it, to me it was pretty close between the two. And I honestly am, given that that was my second pick and the audience's first pick, I think it's reasonable to give it to the to the Valk. All right. In that case, congratulations to the Valk 5M. You are the winner of the best non-3x3 puzzle. Look at that. We listen to the people. We do. We do. The five people. Are you writing down these picks anywhere, by the way? <laughs> I should probably like <laughs> keep track of them. Um, I, I am. Okay. <clears throat> the next category is a, uh, a category that is near and dear to our own hearts. Oh, boy. The best episode of the Layer by Layer podcast. <laughs> the audience choice. I'll go through the top four here because there are four large ones. Well, maybe three. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll do, we'll do the top four. Honestly, I thought this could be a pretty random spread, but... Uh... It was fairly even, but there were a few standouts. The fourth place was episode 24, Baba is Cube. I think a lot of people appreciated the title on that one, for those who, who <laughs> knew the video game. Mm-hmm. Um, Wasn't that also the episode where like, I was like kind of high on life? <laughs> it might be. I don't remember that one super well. <laughs> I think I've blocked it was it something out. one that plus or minus that range is like I remember being like really exhausted and tired and <laughs> high on life when I was recording that episode. So I, that might have been it. Uh, the audience's third pick place pick was episode twenty five, the Salmon Savage Rivalry. That was a pretty good one. I, I really liked that episode as well. That one was a uh, spoiler alert. That's not my pick, but it was close. Second place from the audience was episode sixteen. I put it in a vending machine. Mm. I also liked that episode a lot. Uh, yeah, that was a very good one. And the audience's number one pick was episode 21, U-Perm Contest. Yeah, I mean, it, that was like the world's recap one, so I mean, it had a lot of yeah. good content. I'm not it, sure if people chose know? that just because they liked the name the most, or right. <laughs> if they actually liked the episode the most. Uh, yeah, it, it's the one where you like read the episode title and you know exactly what's being talked about. Yeah. Um. So, that's interesting. Uh, all right, Andrew, what was yours? All right. My episode of the year was the first episode of the year, episode 13, Eating Our Words. Interesting. Uh, okay. I chose this episode because this is the episode where we recorded before the 17 in FMC. Mm. And we released <laughs> after it. <laughs> and I just, that was such a funny turn of events because in... In this episode, we very boldly and confidently proclaimed that the FMC single would be one of the longest standing world records, <laughs> and then it was broken before we even released the episode. Yes, yes. That 
you know, it's it's iconic. It's what started bad prediction yeah, of the day. It, it is. So, um, <laughs> you know, that's and honestly, that's a very good pick for that reason. Um, I actually picked one that was in your top four from the audience. Okay. Second place for me was definitely going to be Baba is Cube because I think that was the one where I was just literally all like <laughs> bouncing off the walls. And I had a lot of fun recording that episode. Um, <laughs> but um, I my pick was 16. I put it in a vending machine. OK. Um, there was just a lot of there are a lot of fun topics in that one. Like the um, talk that was where like cubing battle royale started uh, we talked about like FMC prisoners dilemma, mm. um, and uh, it was also the one. Oh, that was the one where I talked about the conspiracy theory about the timers too. Yes, yeah. So I just I, I thought that episode was cool just because it was so meta cubing. Yeah, <laughs> like we love to be we love to talk about nothing a lot <laughs> that has nothing to do with cubing, and I think that episode for me was cool because I think we did a good job of you know talking about cubing without being directly talking about cubing yeah we talked about a lot of related things that were all really interesting topics that can had a lot of them had a longer shelf life than just that episode as well exactly yeah so i think that to me i felt like that was a timeless episode i also felt like the i put it in a vending machine was hilarious (laughs) uh (laughs) because i kept giving you coins for some reason (laughs) uh (laughs) things that you're not supposed to put into vending machines and you put them in a vending machine. Yeah. So, um, out of that, to me, that that's also stuck with me for some reason. So, um, that was my pick. All right. So now we're in the position again where we have to choose between our picks. And I will say Uperm Contest, while being a good title, I don't think it was necessarily an amazing episode. Yeah, I, I think that... And I put it in a vending machine, had almost as much vote as that. It was 16.5% of the audience vote versus 14.9%. Where where was uh, 13? That was actually one of the less less uh, voted for. That was um, yeah, it... in... Uh, the heck? Oh, that had 5% of the vote. So that, wow. that was pretty low down there. Interesting. Must be a recency effect sort of thing. I would, I would, I would think so. That maybe just a lot of people started listening after that one came out yeah i put it in a vending machine is the oldest of the top four episodes that were voted on mm-hmm. um i'd be inclined to give it to i put it in a vending machine because i quite liked that episode as well um okay. i think it's a fun title i agree with all the reasons you said and it got a lot of the audience vote so i'm super happy with that all right cool that's our winner all right congratulations to episode 16 <laughs> you won an lb Woo! <laughs> Giving awards to inanimate objects. Yep, that we made. Or not, or not even objects. <laughs> <laughs> giving uh, giving awards to something that cannot receive them. All right, I'm going to skip down in the survey a little bit here. Um, okay. For our next topic, we're going to go keep the theme of layer by layer related things, and go with the LBL subreddit comment of the year. Ooh boy. The audience was very divided on this, and I think we only got about two people to actually write in their answer. Um, <laughs> therefore, I'm going to... Did we to... get links from people? Like, how did people submit that? One person submitted an, a link to www.theinternet.com slash lbl slash reddit.com slash <laughs> some other stuff. Um, All right. <laughs> a lot of people put in what? IDK? 
the funny one no idea i don't read the comments most of the time no never looked my name is wow. jeff lol reddit uh apparently we need to encourage people to to comment more Jeez. elijah phelps got six votes just the name elijah phelps who i <laughs> yeah so there was some clear vote stuffing going yes, on early very clear <laughs> so um in the early times like i looked at the results like when there were i think maybe 20 to 30 entries submitted and six of them had like elijah phelps in for everything that was an open entry mm-hmm um so i changed the settings to be limit to like require a gmail sign in and limit oh, one good. submission <laughs> um it's a good call <laughs> yeah as soon as i saw that i was like hmm we should probably turn that on <laughs> yeah um so i'm gonna say the audience vote unfortunately should be discounted for this one and um, this will come down to our picks perfect all right so i've had you go first for the one awards we've done so far. So why don't, you, why don't I go first this time? Sounds good. Okay. So my comment of the year, I think it's uh, not, a, it's not like a well-liked comment. Like it didn't get any upvotes other than the default one from yourself. Hmm. Um, I just think it's so symbolic of this podcast. Like if we had a subtitle to our podcast besides like a cubing podcast, like I think that this would be the subtitle of our podcast. Now I'm very curious to hear what this is. Okay, so this uh, comment was on episode 23, I Want to Have a Way to Judge You. Okay. And the comment was, sometimes I forget this is a cubing podcast from <laughs> Cuber Boy. <laughs> yep. I guess it, it's important that we have that subtitle there, huh? Otherwise people would forget. Right. <laughs> I, and the funny thing is, is like, you know, it, we, the part of the comment is our subtitle yeah a cubing podcast <laughs> so all we need to do is just move that text down a little bit and we can just put sometimes, sometimes I, forget. I forget this is <laughs> nice yeah and then perfect we have a new subtitle um so that's my pick for comment of the year not because i think it's informative or it in in the context of you know a comment section i don't think it's that funny but somehow if i'm to pick something that's the comment of the year i think it summarizes the year of podcasting best (laughs) um my pick for this this category was a comment i saw that just really sounded like fit the theme of the show i felt it touches on a few things quite a few things that we talk about and it's a great idea this was on episode 16 this is from ison underscore x and they said, I'd like to see Kit comment on how the WCA regulations view folding your FMC scramble sheet into a paper aeroplane and throwing it to the delegate to finish in order for increased efficiency and submission of solutions. This touches on a whole bunch of things we like to talk about and is a wonderful idea. But So I responded to this comment. You did. <laughs> and basically pointed out that this is completely unnecessary <laughs> because you don't even need to get like you don't you are not timed within the hour on your ability to get out of your seat and give the solution to anybody <laughs> mm-hmm. you can just remain at your seat when the hour is up you don't even have to have your name on the but paper think anymore of the you efficiency can... <laughs> think of how... think of the potential getting dq'd because you hit some other competitor in the head with your solution but 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 
<laughs> it's completely inefficient. I think it's pretty efficient. And if everyone folds them the same way, they could neatly stack on top of each other for easy storage. Oh, yes, because that will happen. <laughs> All right, so those are our two, <laughs> our two candidates here. I don't know how to pick here. Me neither. <laughs> Want to flip a coin? <laughs> I'll put it in a vending machine. Um, <laughs> all right, let me see if I have a coin here Wait. somewhere. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Does this have to do with titles of episodes? All right, uh, call it Heads or Tails. Baba is Cube. It's Darn. Tails. Okay. <laughs> I think we have to redo that one. <laughs> all right. Heads or Tails. Tails. It landed. I didn't actually flip a coin. Uh, I should actually find a coin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. We can simulate a coin. Okay, okay. I got one. I got one. All right, all right. We'll do it. I am building a coin with my probability uh, application. I don't have a coin, but I have a wooden token. Uh, heads or tails? Look, I don't need you. I'm building a coin right now. Oh, it hit my mic. It's heads. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's unfortunate. So your comment wins then. Oh, all right. Did you call tails? I forgot. I wasn't yeah, I listening. Call, I called tails a long time ago. All right. I win. I <laughs> mean, I called heads a long time ago. What? Oh, man. I don't win. <laughs> <laughs> well, um... Hmm. When I flipped my coin with my uh -huh. uh, probability uh -huh. simulation application, I got tails. So I win. I think we need a tiebreaker coin flip. Uh-oh. Do we use a real coin or a simulated one? Why not both? Okay. We'll go until one of them has a two-point lead. <laughs> okay. Oh, my, my coin rang the bell. <laughs> and I got heads again. Does your coin, does your coin have a bell action? Uh, it just landed on the bell. I got heads again, though. I, I got heads this time. All right. <laughs> I think your coin is unbalanced. <laughs> so I guess that is the winner. Congratulations to <laughs> ISun underscore X. Do we, are we going to guild the comment now? Absolutely. How do you do that? <laughs> you have to pay money. Oh. It's <laughs> uh. just like, wait, I disagree with this concept mm. now. Yeah. I'm going to upvote it, because I haven't done that yet. <laughs> You're going to upvote it. There we go. Congratulations, you've won an upvote. And an LB. It's, Reddit is not accepting my upvote for some reason. Well, that's unfortunate. It keeps going up and then down. I'm going to downvote it first. Nope, it won't accept the downvote either. All right, Reddit doesn't like me. Our next category <laughs> is the luckiest official solve. We had... A few main contestants in this category. Those were the Aiden Bryant slash Blake Thompson FMC 21, which is just like a simple CFOP solve. We had Harry Savage's 17, which was a six-move domino reduction. We had Andrew Huang's skew U-perm scramble, and we had Walker Welch's six-alg three-blind scramble. The audience vote, overwhelmingly, was for the U-perm single, skew single. Which makes sense, considering what episode they voted for as well, I think. Fair enough, yeah. What was your pick here? Mine was the U-perm single. Okay. 
interesting. Mine was Harry Savage's 17. Interesting. See, I didn't think it was that lucky. I think that a DR that short is very rare. I don't know. I guess. I don't know if the statistics support that, but that just feels extremely rare to me. I guess it does, but at the same token, we weren't doing DR that much at that point. Right, and so the fact that it was so easy that he like found it without even necessarily like everyone being into DR, I think it also makes it even more... Lucky, uh, I, I, but I feel like that makes it more skillful to look for it when you're not necessarily practicing for it. That's true, but like everybody at that competition found it at the same time. There were like three yeah. different people, none of whom had really done much dr before, who found I that. I guess. Yeah, I still think that getting a skew view perm is stupid. That that is very lucky as well. Like that. I, like I don't think there's any. The only element of skill is beating out everybody else. That's true. Uh, for, for the <laughs> fastest U-perm in your group. Um, which, if you... You don't even have to, have to be good at skew to do that. You just have to have, like, good TPS. Uh, so... Uh, well, I'm happy to give this one to you in the audience, because that's the way it works. Uh, <laughs> that is. Yeah, um, you don't even get really get a choice here. You could be unhappy about it, right. but it's still how it works. That's true. But yes, that U-perm was a very lucky single. I will give it yeah. that. I believe that means we only have... Well, we have two left. We have three. We have two. Three left. Three? Yes. We will now go to the third most important category, which is... Oh, boy. The best world record. I listed all of the world records set in the year 2019 up to that point, up to the point of releasing the survey. Mm-hmm. And the audience has chosen a clear winner, although there are also two clear runner-ups, but the winner was very clear. Do you have any... Uh, I shouldn't ask you your guesses. I was going to say, do you have any guesses? But that would probably just be your pick. Well, no, no, because I actually think my guess for what the, would be the best is going to be different than what the audience will okay, pick. Okay, well, what do you think the audience chose? I think the audience chose 59 out of 60 for multi-blind. Interesting. Well, in third place was Felix Zemdegz's 5.53 3x3 average. Yep, okay, that's fair. Tied with that with the exact same number of votes was Sebastiano Toronto's 16. Yep. And, yes, in first place by a clear margin was Graham Siggins' 59 out of 60 multi-blind single. Wait, what was in second then? Uh, well, there were just two in third. I guess that would be two in second then, you know? Th that would be two in I second. I decided to give them third. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so I did get that right. I did not pick that, though. Interesting. What did you pick? I picked uh, Felix's 3x3 three three average. Really? Why did you say yep. that? I'm curious. It's the most competitive event, and it is that much better than everyone else. I think that given how much people do 3x3 three three and the fact that that average is still, you know, not even being touched by anyone. I mean, there are definitely people that are capable of do, of beating it, but I think the fact that it's just that far ahead of everyone else in the literal most competitive event makes it the most impressive. Okay, that's totally fair. I, however, chose Graham Siggins' 59 out of 60 multi-blind single. And that's fair. That I was honestly debating between those two. Yeah, I just, I was, I really wanted to give it to the 16 FMC, but for me, I think there's just so much luck involved with that, that it was hard to give it to it. But, like, nothing, nothing against Sebastiano Toronto. The, the mean, I would say, the 22 flat mean was more impressive, I would say, even. Nothing against that. I just think that it takes... A level of skill to get the 59 out of 60 that is unparalleled 
in just about any event. And I, I just I didn't choose the three by three one because yes, I would say like the skill level there is very similar, but that just wasn't anything new. I guess it wasn't. It was a fairly incremental world record change there, whereas the fifty nine out of sixty was a huge jump. I think though that uh, it's it's interesting because I think with that fifty nine out of sixty, not that this means it's any less impressive. But I think that it's going to get beaten soon. Really? I, I mean, by Graham. That's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone else is going to beat it, but I do think that Graham will beat it again soon. Oh, boy, do I have a prediction of the day for you. Um. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I, so it was interesting. I actually, Felix Zemdek streamed on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. which was new year's eve eve for oh, yeah. us plebs in the usa <laughs> but for him it was new year's eve in the middle of the stream he actually did the best five world records of 2019 like he did a ranking with sort of like taking chat input okay and kind of then he ordered he ended up ordering the top five after getting like a bunch of nominations mm-hmm. from everyone and his ranking was um stanley chapel okay yeah i, I was also considering giving one to stanley chapel well, but I mean, he he knew about yes. the, 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 the Stanley Chapel Day. Right. So I was considering that, it even before the Stanley Chapel Day, but I just couldn't. My main problem there was I couldn't pick a single world record. <laughs> right. Um, so I, I'm pretty sure he picked the five blind mean. I, I, and actually, I think that was second. Now that I remember. Okay. He picked he picked Graham's 59 out of 60 for first place, I believe. All right. Saying that those two were pretty interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, one that um, I think also should have been considered, but I didn't. I, it was definitely not my top two. But one that needs to be talked about here is uh, Max Park's seven by seven records. Oh yeah, I, I almost forgot about those, but those were crazy when they happened. Well, I, I don't think that the times themselves are, you know, out of this world crazy, but they happened at Worlds. Yeah, that's true. In what I believe was the finals at Worlds. Mm-hmm yeah yeah no totally yeah it was at the finals at worlds like to do that well under that kind of pressure is insane yeah so that definitely should get consideration i don't know where that was on the um um the the choices from the audience what might have happened too is that people might have been split between mean and single because they happened they both happened the single got three percent of the vote yeah, the mean got only 0.6% of the vote, so people liked the single a lot more. Yeah, and I'm also honestly I'm wondering too if uh for next year, if if a single and mean happens in the same round, mm-hmm. if we should consider that as one record. That might be a good idea, yeah. Like for future that we it's probably uh, that would make the uh Sebastiano 16 single 22 mean. That would make it a lot stronger. A, a much stronger pick, but to be fair, they you know, the 16 is a part of that 22. Yeah. Mean. So, hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I think that... Um, yeah, actually, if, if if we're considering... Now that I'm thinking about it, Mark's 23 point... Or 22 point... What was it? 22.67 or 22.33? Whatever that one he got. That's almost three, more impressive to me because it didn't have... Or no, that, did that one, that one have a 17? I don't know. I don't remember. It did have a 17. Okay, never mind. <laughs> that invalidates what I was trying to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but maybe, I don't know, maybe if the uh, commenters want to chime in um, on whether they think it, we should keep do the same way and keep single and average separate if they happen in the same round, or if we should combine them for future years. Yeah. 
Because I think there's definitely an argument for combining them. I agree. Um, but I'm uh, still, I'm not 100% sure on that, though. I'm not either. But to continue with Felix's rankings, uh, for, after the Max Park um, 7x7 world records, he put himself in fourth place. And in fifth place was the FMC single. Okay. Fair. Which, honestly, I think that's a pretty fair ranking. Yeah, I think so. For the year. Um, if it were me, I think I'd bump Felix ahead of Max. I mean, you'd also bump Felix ahead of Graham, right? Considering your pick here? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I think I would honestly put those same five in the top five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would just reorder them. Yeah, I think so, too. I, I totally yeah. agree on that. Yeah, I think to me it would go Stanley, Felix, Graham, um, Sebastiano, Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, they're all pretty close, that top five. I think it falls off pretty quick after that top five, but the, the, the top five, to me, are pretty close. Well, in any case, the LB for 2019 best world record goes to Graham Siggins with 59 out of 60 multi-blind. Woo! All right, moving on to the second most important category. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm excited. Best layer-by-layer subreddit user with a Gandalf-related username. This is the best category. Well, I mean, I I said it was the second, but it's actually the best. You're right. Um, (laughs) We had two main contenders here. Gundolf underscore and Yue Xiao not pass. We had a few write-ins that didn't make any sense. Because they don't have anything to do with Gun- Gandalf. One of them was just the word Gandalf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, but uh, ignoring those. The best LBL subreddit user with a Gandalf-related username. Since there's only two, I'm not going to go with like the top four or whatever. I'm just going to tell you Makes the winner. Sense. The winner is... Yue Xiao Not Pass. Congratulations, Yue Xiao Not Pass. You've won an LB. Well, that's just the audience vote. Hey, Kit. Yeah? Guess what I voted for. Uh, well, I mean, guess what I voted yes, for. Yes, you shout out that. No offense, Gundolf, but the, the, the pun is, a, is pretty strong it's, there. It's a and cubing am... pun, too. Like, Gundolf is, like, a good username. Yes. But for this particular application, UA shall not pass is, I think, the clear winner. Mm-hmm. I, I hope to see more people in the running the next LBs. Yeah, this this could be a very heated category in the future now that people have a whole <laughs> year to prepare. Yeah, I, I hope to see some good uh, alt accounts being made with a Gandalf-related <laughs> username yeah. so we can expand the options on this next year. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I think it's time to move on to the main event. Huber of the Year. Oh, boy. This is the one... The second best award. Yep, and this is the one that I've been going back and forth on, and I'm still not even sure what I'm going to finally decide. Um, I also forgot to tally up the audience votes, so I'm going to do that real quick. Also, I will decide on my answer before I actually look at these. All right, before we get to the actual results of Huber of the Year. We found a slight inconsistency in the data. Uh, Yes. Or at least in my viewing of the data. (laughs) Uh, We are not changing our previous pick because 
it was still correct. It just was the numbers were a bit different. Um, mm-hmm. For the best new non three by three WCA puzzle, the Volk Five was still the audience choice winner, but the Volt actually was the second place pick, and it was a bit closer yes. than we thought. But we're still giving that one to the Volk Five. Right. Yeah, it was uh, 14 votes for the Volk 5 and 7 for the Volt V2. Yeah, so still a pretty clear winner, but the Volt did make a stronger showing than it seemed at first. Um, And now, the Cuber of the Year. Audience choice. In fourth place, Max Park. In third place, Timon Kolasinski. In second place, Stanley Chapel. And the audience pick first choice, Sean Patrick Villanueva. Hmm. That was one I didn't even consider. Really? It makes sense. I was really interested to see that. I mean, yeah, it's a, <laughs> he, he did like really do well this year in particular. Uh, let's, let's talk about the other ones, though, first, um, before we get to him, since he was the first choice of the audience. Uh, Max Park this year. What do you think of that? Um, I mean, it's uh, a good kind of default pick like i think that with how good he is at cubing he's gonna get votes every year no matter what yeah absolutely Uh, and he certainly did do a lot of great stuff this year yes i think he would have been cuber of the year 2018 but definitely not 19 yeah and even maybe even like 2016 2017 uh not 2016 2016, but definitely 2017 2018 yeah for sure for sure um how about well let's see who was the third place timon yeah, Timon's a good pick both for just how upstart he was this year. Yeah. For, you know, he's always been a Pyramix uh, main for the most part. Um, but, you know, he's really excelled at 3x3 three three this year mm-hmm. and has really made multi-slot, or no, uh, pseudo-slotting, not multi-slotting. Has made He's not the one who invented pseudo-slotting, but he's the one who really made it more mainstream to do pseudo-slotting. Yeah. Um, so that's a pretty big influence. Um, both, so he has both the influence like method wise and competing wise. Mm-hmm. Makes him a good choice, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, and then the second choice was Stanley Chapel, who again, he's a really good all around cuber and he set a billion world records. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, including a lot of also like clock NAR as well. Yeah. So just well, not a not expected a, very, a somewhat unexpected record but you know deserved nonetheless i was a little surprised to not see martin Eggdoll super highly represented in the picks mainly just because mm. we talk about him so much i thought that he'd be on the top of a lot yeah. of people's minds <laughs> that he'd get boosted by how much we talk about him. yeah and i mean there's there are definitely arguments that he was the keeper of the year certainly by kinch rank standards or not kinch right kinch i Some mean ranks mm-hmm <laughs> Well, I, oh yeah, not Kentranks, but I, I, yeah, maybe definitely. Kentranks? I don't, I don't actually know. No, at the moment. Stanley okay. wins Kentranks. I'm pretty sure he's been miles ahead of everyone on Kentranks mm. for a while. Yeah, cool. Uh, but then first place, yeah. So, Sean Patrick Villanueva is probably if there's anyone who's going to popularize Rue as a method, he's the one that will do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a modern day Alex Lau. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't have parents that prevent them from going to competitions. Yeah, that's that's always a <laughs> helpful. Yeah, like I I wonder if Alex Lau had competed more at the height of his career, when he you know 
Like, there was a point in 2013 where it was clear that any... There was, in a head-to-head matchup, Alex Lau would win. Yeah. No, With anyone. Against anyone, more often than not, even against Felix at the time, Alex Lau was going to win head-to-head against Felix. Mm-hmm. And the records just never came out for that because he didn't go to enough competitions. <laughs> so... It'll be interesting to see what happens. What one thing that is interesting is that um, Rue is not good for singles, <laughs> and I think we saw that a bit with Alex Lau. But you know, you could believe that it, it, singles are about going to more competitions. Do you think maybe it's not the method? It's just he doesn't go to enough comps. Um, but Rue is very good at being consistently good, but not good at getting lucky. Yeah, which is fine for you know winning worlds. You don't need to be lucky to win worlds. I mean. To some extent, you might need some luck, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you don't... Lucky singles, at least, don't take you there. Yeah. But, um... Well, I'm curious, Kit. Who is your first choice for Cuber of the Oh, year? yeah. I, I should stop rambling. Uh, my choice was Stanley Chapel. Stanley Chapel. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's a good choice. I was going back and forth on this one. I was thinking of Stanley Chapel. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of Graham Siggins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was yeah. considering Max Park, especially yep. for that one-handed single. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at the world's three-by-three podium. I see. And Sean Patrick Villanueva is my pick for Cuber of the Year. Really, really pulling for that second-place pick, hey, aren't hey, you? Hey, calm down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say Philip for a second. No, I mean, Philip Weyer did, yeah, Weyer, Weyer. I'm sorry. <laughs> Great Cuber, nothing against him. But mm. Sean Patrick, he came out of nowhere, at least for me. Um, he's using Rue, which I love to see. He's so young, mm. he's got so much room to grow, but at the same time, he's already like super great now. Yeah, I, I, got, I, had, to, I had to do it. It's interesting that, uh, you know, we... I, like, I, I agree with the pick now that I hear it. It just wasn't one that I didn't even consider when I was making I, my choice. I didn't either. I was, I had, st- or I, I didn't until I, I was like, let's actually, I was like, let me make sure I'm not missing anyone. And then sure mm-hmm. enough, there he was. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was totally thinking like, oh, it's Graham, it's Stanley, it's maybe even like Felix or Max, um, maybe even Martin Egdol. But I think that Sean Patrick Villanueva, is for me a pretty clear choice i don't know yeah i think that's it's a fair pick um at the same i mean it, it's he's really three by three that's specializing that is true. Though, that's, which is that's true. one in, i mean and that's typical with rue just because rue doesn't i mean there is meyer but it's just a very underdeveloped method mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know um you know, it, it, if you value all roundedness, then you know it's not the the best pick. If you I, if you have that, I was thinking along <laughs> those lines too for like Stanley, but at mm-hmm. the same time, Stanley he's good at a couple things, and those things happen to be really good for him for Kinch. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't. I don't know if I would necessarily call Stanley actually that well rounded. Or he's definitely well rounded, but he, I wouldn't call him like super great all around. I, I guess you're saying, like, there's not many events you would expect him to contend for, like, a world yeah. podium. Like, Martin Egdal, I think, is way ahead of him in terms of all-roundedness, in my personal estimation. Hmm. I don't know if I agree with that. 
I mean, I think what you're trying to say is he gets boosted by quite a bit because um, of Big Blind. Like, you, if you don't have... If you're not close to him in Big Blind, like, your, your Kinch score is just penalized huge for how far behind you are there. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm looking at Martin Egdal. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's the best at... 2x2. Two two. He has a sub-7 3x3 average. He has a sub-30 4x4 average. He has a sub-1 minute 5x5 average. Like, every... Mm-hmm. All of those are all, like, super high contenders for podiuming at just about any competition. Maybe not 4x4 four four at this point, but I don't know. Right. Um, well, th- I think the big thing is that, um... When I compare the two, Stanley leans on the blind side, where Martin leans on the speed-solving side. But at the same time, though, Martin... Martin, I think, is still so good at the blind side of things. Uh, I mean, three blind, yes. Other blind, he's good. That's fair. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, it's 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 kind of like saying, like, you know, Stanley's good at Mega Minx. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> you know, I guess for me, it comes down to more that I think of the blind events as more monolithic than the speed of event or not i guess blind is also speed but like the sighted events Mm -hmm. um so for me martin's achievements in like normal three blind three by three two by two five by five fewest moves one-handed what else skew (laughs) yeah yeah like like those events are so different to me whereas like four blind and five blind and even multi-blind are more monolithic i think I think the thing to me, and I, I know Martin has a world record in 2x2, two two, um, but if Martin were to go to a world championship today, I don't think he would podium in anything. Hmm. I mean, he could. He could. I'm not saying he wouldn't. I, there was definitely outside chances at many events he could podium in. So I think what's actually impressive to me about Stanley is that he has so many events that he's the best in the world or very close to the best in the world in. Mm-hmm. And yet, is also a well all rounder. Yeah, like I think that I'm, I'm not. It's I'm not saying impressive. I necessarily. I'm not saying I disagree with your pick of Stanley over <laughs> Martin Egdal for a Cubert of the Year candidate. Uh, I'm just saying you, that I you're think just, that, you're just saying well rounded. Yeah, if you're looking at well roundedness specifically, I think I would give that to Martin. Yeah, but if if for Cuber of the Year, I think that I definitely was thinking of Stanley Chapel ahead of Martin Egdal myself. But in yeah. the end, I, I went with Sean Patrick Villanueva. I think that's a fair choice. I'll let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And the audience agrees with me. So congratulations to Sean Patrick Villanueva. You are the Cuber of the Year 2019, the official LB's pick. And also congratulations to Stanley Chapel for being a runner-up. Yeah, I don't think Stanley won anything. Really? Well, I mean, we only had like two that people could win. Yeah, that's true. And world record. He needs his to go world get himself a Gandalf-related username. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, his his world his best world records weren't eligible in this poll and got snubbed for Cuber of the Year. Yeah, and so, he, he didn't like have any lucky official solves, really. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's I don't know. That's kind of surprising to me, given how many world records he's had this year. That that uh, I don't know. Our, our, our obviously our award show is not representative of like competitive speed cubing only. It represents our podcast community. You know, yeah, all, m- more aspects of cubing than competing. And so I, I will say I'm obviously a little bit biased towards like someone using a weird method doing really well. 
or like <laughs> a non-standard method because I am all about the non-standard methods. So I'm sure that played into my decision a little bit. But it's it's just it's just nice to see Rue doing well. I gotta say. Yeah, I, I think it's just nice to see more more variety. Yeah. in general. So cool. All right. Well, that has been the LBs 2019, and we're back to the normal episode. I think that today we should just finish up by going with our ending segments. I'm going to skip the Martin Egdol of the day today because I don't have a good one. And we literally just talked about yep. him a lot. Yep. So <laughs> it's fine. We're going long here on the episode. Let's go right to the prediction of the day from you um, and following up on previous predictions. We'll start with following up. 69 out of 69 multi-blind by the end of 2019. That has been resolved as incorrect. Woohoo! Congratulations, you made a bad prediction. <laughs> nice. Um, let's see, 30,000 competitors by the end of the year. How'd you do on that one? I actually don't know, but I could find out. Let's find out. Oh, man, I wasn't aware I was going to have to do, like, statistics <laughs> in the middle of the episode. Okay, got it. What is the final tally of the new com- number of new competitors in 2019? 27,846. That's less than 30,000, so you got that one wrong as well. Congratulations. Nice. Uh, oh, there was I one more wrong. that has been resolved today. Oh, boy. The LB fan voting for the best 3x3 will be a non-GAN puzzle. I'm sorry to tell you, you got this one right. Oh, man. <laughs> I, th- I think one thing I, fir- I didn't realize at the time... Um, for some reason, I thought that the GAN X was released in, like, early 19, but it was late 2018. Yeah. And I think I realized that, but then I even thought that people still would vote for, like, the XS. And that was what came in second, I think, right? I, I believe so, yes. So, close, but... <laughs> but you got it right. Never again am I going to put a bad prediction of the day in the hands of our listeners. <laughs> You've gotten two out of nine correct that have been resolved so far. And I have okay. gotten zero out of one of my predictions because I made one oh. once. That was a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> um, How about you make another, Andrew? Don't you have a, a bad prediction I, I you want to make? I do have a bad prediction today, actually. You, you know what? The floor is yours, Andrew. I will give you my segment since you were forfeiting your own. All right. Awesome. Listen <laughs> up, everybody. Does this count for your score, by the way, or is this going to go on my score? <laughs> This will be your score. <laughs> All right. I ain't responsible for your bad prediction. My bad prediction is within the next two, so I'm not necessarily saying it's the next one, but within the next two multi-blind world records, one of them will be set by Roe Hessler. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. He has been practicing multi a lot, but I man. He's got to like 40-something. Yeah, he did a 40-cube attempt recently. And it was fairly Uh, successful, and it was sub-hour. The thing to me is that within the next two world records might not be a lot of time. Right. I was considering saying three, but I've decided to make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. It would... would, Honestly, it would still probably be a bad prediction if it was, like, by the end of the year. But I wanted to go real bad. <laughs> yeah, you, I think this is a slam dunk. No offense, Ro, but I think this is a slam dunk bad prediction. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, You're welcome. Like, honestly, I kind of want you to change it to by the end of the year, just so there's a chance. You know what? I'll say before... I'll, I'll, I'll expand it within the next four or end of the year, whichever comes first. 
Okay. Okay. Let's go with that. The thing I I don't know if there will be four multi blind world records this year. So. Right, but there might be. There might be. Graham could, you know, inch it up one by one. Yeah, and I, if he does like multiple in the same day, I'm counting all of them. But that's wrong. It's still a world record. I don't care how the WCA I mean, he, counts it. He did that at OSU Blind Weekend. Yeah, I didn't have a prediction going that. <laughs> yeah, and that, but that would be a world record. That's stupid. Why not? I mean, they have to be like <laughs> sequential, of course. Yeah, but. but... <laughs> Stanley didn't get three world record singles when he had his five blind day a few weeks ago. I mean, ago. after after each of them, didn't everybody like celebrate and be like, world record? Yes. So. Because it would have been a world record <laughs> if Stanley had dropped dead. I, I think, I don't know. I think we have different definitions. Or many of other record. less morbid things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm counting them as they happen. Okay, fine. Well, I'll, I'll give it to you. It's fine. This is what it's you stupid, get when you give your fine. segment to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, never letting that happen. I'm, I'm, my prediction has like several clauses and different restrictions and <laughs> exceptions. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna create a crazy tree prediction next time. <laughs> Either this happens or this, but not that. If and, and only if. This if. <laughs> and if the second option happens, it has to be like this and can't be that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. I got to write down my prediction. Uh, okay. Okay. So that was Roe Hessler. We'll have one of the next four solves above the current world record or solve above the other solve that was above the world record slash below the time of the world record from previously in the same day or by the end of the year. Do you think we have any listeners anymore, Andrew? Bye. Man, I, I don't even want to do a stupid prediction like that next week now. I was so bored listening to you. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good prediction. I mean, it's a pretty bad prediction. Pretty good, bad prediction. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm going to switch out my XLR cable because this one started making it. Oh, wait. Oh, huh. That's weird. What the heck? Okay, never mind. I got it to stop. <laughs> okay, cool. I had to turn my mic sideways. I'm very confused. Um, okay. But yeah, for some reason, my, there was like a weird buzzing that started happening, and I seem to have hmm. fixed it. But Cool. <laughs> I wonder if there's like a magnetic field or something that my mic was in. Hmm, interesting. Or sometimes just, like, rotate, like, when you rotate the mic, it twists the cable in a way that, like, brings contact points back together. I thought it would be that, but I tried, like, taking out the cable and stuff, and it really just seems to be with where the microphone is pointed. Interesting. <laughs> okay, well, something to watch for, I guess. Yeah, this is 
really strange. It's completely silent over here. Hmm. What? I'm so confused. I guess I'm just going to be talking sideways into my microphone the rest of the episode. Um, Perfect. Cool. Standard practice. <laughs> All right. Podcasting. Yes, with this Andrew. is a very normal thing. All right. I'm going to turn my head sideways in solidarity. <laughs> All right. This is normal. Uh, um, yes, I'm still recording. Okay, good. Cool. So, Andrew, uh, I've done, I think I've said my thing first. Or wait. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I've gone first. Nope. Most, uh, nope, <laughs> that's wrong. That still wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've had you go first <laughs> for all the ones so far. So why don't <laughs> shut up? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not turning my head sideways anymore. 